Disrupting Japan, Episode 44. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. When most companies talk about going global, they're usually talking about either expanding into foreign markets once they gain sufficient traction in their home country, or simply making their app available for download worldwide. To Miku Hurano and the team at Cinnamon, however, going global has a very different and much more modern meaning. Cinnamon has a core team of Japanese founders. With primarily Japanese backers, who founded their company in Singapore, hired a staff in Vietnam, and then moved to Taiwan to launch their flagship product. Now, that sounds like utter chaos, and I'm sure that at times it was. But when you hear Miku explain the process, it seems an entirely logical and even common sense approach, one where language barriers are easily crossed. And relocating the company for a product launch is just part of the go-to-market strategy, and it seems to be working. Cinnamon's new micro-video sharing platform, Tuya, is growing rapidly. But I don't want to give too much away, so let's get right to the interview. So I'm sitting here with Miku Hirano, founder of Naked Technology and Cinnamon. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk a lot about what you've done so far, but before we do that, tell us a bit about Cinnamon and the products you're developing now. I founded Cinnamon almost like two to three years ago in Singapore, and、uh, we have some staffs in Singapore, and also we have a development center in Hanoi, Vietnam. So the product that we are doing is、uh, it is called Tuya. And it is a four-second video sharing service.、Hmm. Actually, it is more like video version of Twitter. Okay. What kind of videos are people sharing on this site? Just like daily videos. For example, while I'm like I was like walking to come to this place, there are so many like moments that I can take. So, for example, like a video of like train is coming, like that kind of just like normal daily moments. So your users are sharing videos in the same way that most people are sharing. Photographs. Four seconds is not enough to tell a story. It's just a. It's like a snapshot, right? It is just only four seconds, and you may feel it is like too short to tell something. But I found that is like very different from like photo,、hmm. and also we wanted to make it like very easy.、Uh, there are many video applications. Like all in the world, most of video applications are. It takes like really lots of time to make a one video. I registered and I uploaded a video. And, and onto ya? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, of、mm. uh, of my my wife's little dog. But I I understand what you're saying. It really is. It's as easy as posting a picture. There's no editing.、Yeah. There's no. It's、yeah. just we take the video. Yes. Do you want to upload it or not? You can take four seconds video. And then just adding a text,、yeah. like for example, like now I'm meeting Tim, and then post it. I want to come back to the company and the business model、mm-hmm. a little later on. Yeah, sure. But right now I want to talk about about you. Yes. Your first company was Naked Technology. Yeah, yeah. And you started that when you were in college, right? Yeah, exactly. What did What did Naked Technology do, and how did you choose that name? <laughs> 
Okay, that is an interesting question. So I was in college and mm-hmm. my major was computer science. But basically, people thought that technology is like very geeky, like、right. those like nerdy, those kind of like feeling. So, I want to have make it more like feminine or like interesting. Okay, yeah, so just to sound very different from. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is just the reason. Okay.、Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, And,、mm. it's a good name. Everyone remembers it. That's yeah, for it sure. Yeah, it's very easy to remember. <laughs> Very beginning that we are doing is a marketing service for like social network. Mixi was like really like expanding.、Right. So at that and, time, and for our foreign listeners, Mixi is sort of Japan's Facebook. Yeah, before、exactly. there was Facebook. Yeah, 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 exactly. So when I joined Mixi, there were only like three hundred thousand users. So it was very little service, but still I could see the the behavior that. The users would have would be like really change. I also thought that like marketing will be like really changeable. Okay, so, so it, was, like, it was an early platform for targeted marketing. But actually, it failed very quickly. <laughs> Why didn't it succeed? Do you think? Definitely, it was too early, and also the client could be only Mixi. Oh, so it was tied to the Mixi platform. Yeah.、Uh, okay. Yeah. But it worked so, out okay because they ended up buying you. There's more and more M&A activity happening、mm. in Japan now,、mm. and that's、mm. a great thing. But I've got to say, in general, Japanese companies don't do a very good job of、mm. integrating the M&As.、Mm. What, what was your experience at, at Mixi once the acquisition happened? Yeah, so when Mixi bought Naked Technology,、uh, it was really very beginning of. M&A in Japanese、right. startups.、So、what year was that? 2011. 2011. Yeah, so I think almost like second time. So basically, when we talked with venture capitals, they didn't assume acquisition as exit. That's right. It used to be they. It was IPO or nothing. Yeah. So. So like basically, I didn't know like how to work actually, because、mm, like before,、yeah. like of course I didn't have a boss, so. There is like no one to like convince something, but I found like in like Mixi, I need to convince like so many people. So <laughs> actually, this was like kind of like surprising for me. And you have to、yeah. start using a ringy show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but actually,、um, the acquisition of Naked Technology was like really successful. I think、okay. because one of our team. Uh, his name is Asakura-kun, and he became a CEO of Mixi later on. Oh, all right. Yeah,、uh, I don't. Yeah, he he completely the changed、now. the the strategy of the company. Exactly, exactly. So, but I mean, it sounds like it was probably like a two-way、mm. gap. You don't know how to behave in a corporate environment where you、mm. have a boss and approval mm. process. Mm. Yeah, and they probably didn't know how to manage a team、mm. of startup founders and engineers. Yeah, M and A activity is increasing in Japan,、mm. but Japanese companies do have a trouble integrating、mm. these acquisitions into、mm. them. So, what do you think that big companies could do better? I think just like separate. Let the team be more independent. Yeah, exactly. It is better to have more flexibility. We you have only get used to raise a fund, right? Yeah, it is really fine for us to write a business plan and to like predict like how it goes.、And、so, so maybe a better way to manage them because、mm. Japanese management style is very. Very heavy management in mm, general. Mm. So it sounds like for managing a newly acquired startup,、mm. it would be best to give them big goals. 
mm. like long-term goals. Like yeah. in the next six months, we want to mm. do this mm. and you have this much budget. Mm. Tell me how you're going to do it. Mm-mm. Kind of yeah. a thing would be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think that would kind of suit the mm. the strengths and personalities. Yeah. yeah. So actually, to raise a fund takes like lots of time. Yeah. And but if by st- staying in a corporate, if I can like cut that that kind of time, that would be like really great. And also, actually, like budget that we need is like not that much. So basically, when a big corporate makes something, uh, for example, like a new service, the budget is like kind of like very big. Yeah, we do not need that much. People always say it's cultural,、mm. um, but I think it's more a matter of trust.、Mm. I, I think if large companies could trust a team、mm. to work independently,、mm. yeah, they probably could get by with much, much smaller budgets、mm. and much faster turnaround time. Yeah, yeah. And if you hit this number, or、uh, you can set small goals like a milestone,、yeah. and then if you pass it, like you can like give like more like bigger budget. I think so. In some ways, I think that kind of a entrepreneurial group would be would be incredibly easy to manage. Yeah. Of course, we say that because we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> it might be it might be a nightmare to manage for most Japanese、um, <laughs> executives. But like the good thing about like having entrepreneurs is that like we are like really fast and、mm-hmm. also flexible. Like separating those like members into like many team. Would be like kind of good as well. I know that a lot of companies are struggling to find the right things to try with the acquisitions,、mm. but I think that would be a great start.、Mm. For like entrepreneurs, we have financial incentive.、Mm-hmm. So like if a company buys founders, maybe like to think about like that way would be also like nice. Yeah, the incentives and motivations are so different.、Mm. Okay, so but after a year or so, you、mm. were discovering that that working at a big company wasn't really for you.、And、yeah, it didn't match. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I know that feeling. So you went and you founded、uh, Cinnamon.、Mm, yes. Cinnamon, you founded in Singapore, not yeah, Japan. So yeah. So why? Why? So like Asia is like very emerging,、mm. yes, and I do have like advantage to them because yeah, like Japan is like developed countries. We Have only like get used to like so many internet services. Ten years ago, like I tried to use social network, but still like three years ago, like they start to use Facebook. I did have like advantage to know more advanced internet services. So how is that? I mean, because you're not introducing like a clone technology; it's a new、mm. technology. So、mm. how did the advantage help you, just in terms of strategy or? For me, it is quite obvious that, for example, like. So at the beginning, the like MySpace.、Mm-hmm. So it was more like messy to、right. write like so many stuffs, and then it became like Twitter, limited text, and then photos like Facebook or Pinterest, on Instagram. So next thing would be video. So it is like very obvious for me. So you had the advantage of of just following the trends. Yeah, happening in Japan and the U.S. and then、yeah. being ahead of those trends、yeah. in Southeast Asia. Yeah, and also the coming the service is like getting like faster and faster than、mm-hmm. before. Right. So, are most of your users in Southeast Asia or are most in Japan?、Uh, currently in Taiwan because we are doing marketing in Taiwan. In Taiwan. Yeah. Okay, so you're Japanese woman. Yes. With mostly, mostly Japanese, Japanese investors. investors. 
founded in Singapore yeah. with the primary market of Taiwan. Actually, we didn't think we, we would aim like Taiwan market, but like we did know we will aim another market because Singapore is too too small. That, yeah. And also the culture is really like mixed multicultures. They're Chinese and Indian and Malay. So I think Singapore is quite difficult. It's quite different than Japan, almost mm. the exact opposite in that in Singapore, it's extremely easy to start a company. It's very mm. easy to raise funds. Mm. Um, it's very startup friendly. Mm. But the market itself is so tiny. You, you have to look outside. Yeah, exactly. Where in Japan, I think mm. people are facing the opposite problem. Mm. It's a little harder to start a company. Mm. Uh, it's much harder to raise investment. Mm. But the market is huge. Mm. And as a result, many Japanese companies don't look overseas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, that is the reason that I registered my company. My second company is Singapore. Because like Japan is relatively big. Not like as big as China or the US, right. but still kind of big, big enough. <laughs> and also the people spend so much money on the internet. So if I aim Japanese markets, probably I would aim Japan too much. Okay, you yeah, get too like, comfortable. Yeah, too comfortable. And also like I'm Japanese, so I understand the Japanese culture like maybe a little bit too much. I would just like ignore outside of Japan. Did you found the company in Singapore more as a motivation for yourself? or to mm. signal to the world that this is a global company? Yeah. Or was yeah. there like a simple business reason to do it? I selected Asia and actually any place was fine to register a company. But mm -hmm. as a foreigner, uh, only countries that we can register a company easily are Singapore and Hong Kong. Recently, there's a, a real trend of Japanese companies. There's a lot of companies that are going to Singapore to raise mm. money. There's a lot of, and moving the team there. Mm. There's a lot of companies that are going to America to mm. raise money and moving the team there mm. and leaving Japan. Mm. When is that a smart thing for startups to do? If you're Japanese and if you are in Japan, it is just like very easy to raise a fund. You can adjust the product to the Japanese market itself. But I feel like Japanese market is like very unique. If you think about Japan too much, the gap between Japan and somewhere else will be like bigger and bigger. I so it's think. interesting. So basically what you've done is you, you've set it up so that you are a Japanese team kind of doing a Japanese market entry. Yes, we are aiming China market or Southeast Asian market. If we get users in Japan, that would be fine. But we do not want to aim Japan market too much. So right now, do you live in Japan? Do you live in Tai Taiwan? I live in Taiwan. I remember your your software development though is being done in Vietnam, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, so actually, you really are all over the we place. We really are very separated. <laughs> <laughs> and how big is your company now? Around fifteen. So fifteen people scattered around in uh, four or five yeah. different companies, oh, countries. Uh, three countries: three like countries. Singapore, Vietnam, and Taiwan. Excellent. Okay, so let's talk a bit about yeah. Tia. Now, I used it a little bit. I, I oh, shared you. a video of my, my wife's cute little dog. Mm -hmm. What's the, the monetization strategy for something like this? Uh, it is like Instagram. So basically, this is social network. Right. And so you will have a feed of what you, like people's, people who you follow update. So it's, it's to sell and sponsored content and yeah, things like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. While you're seeing the feed, one of them would be the advertisement video. Okay. And uh, video advertisement is growing very rapidly. 
And are you focusing on a particular user demographic, a particular type of person, or are you going very broad? All different kind of people, because uh, basically I would like to make an innovation, what Twitter did on video world. Before Twitter, we'd have blogs, but it took a long, long time to write uh, an entry. Right. Yeah, it's a very so, different type of medium. So probably like 2 to 3% of population wrote articles. The rest were just like reading. So actually the user was were like really separated to posters and readers. But Twitter res- restricted it only for 140 letters. So this made all the people write something. The gap between writer and reader becomes much smaller. Mm, yeah. On Twitter, there is like no gap between writers and readers. Okay. Yeah, so I want to make similar innovation on video world. Now, basically, it is like really hard and it takes lots of time to make one video. So So the vision is to have everyone as a producer of content, everyone as a consumer of content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to expand the user base to like everyone. Let me ask you some big questions about Japan in general and startups in general in Japan. For your first company, when you were at University of Tokyo, you got some government support. There was a... Mito Software. So I'm curious because startup founders tend to have very different opinions about government programs and Mm -hmm. government sponsorships. Mm. What kind of university programs and what kind of government programs do you think are most effective and most useful for Japanese startup founders? We got, in total... Uh, 250,000 US dollars. It's just like equivalent to the seed money. And that so, was a grant, an investment from the government? Uh, it was a grant. Okay, well that's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we invested that money into the like first company. You use that as kind of your seed round, right? Because after yeah. that you raised a, a series, series A with yeah. what you built. Yeah. Hopefully that's exactly what the government wants people to do with that money. Go out and start companies. Did the connections and advice help from the program at all? Very much. Yeah, so actually before that program, I didn't think about founding a company at all. Oh, really? But my project manager in that program, Kitano Hiroaki-san, who is CEO of Sony Computer Science Laboratory. Yeah, he's like the CEO of a big big company, but still like he has uh, his own companies as well. He pushed me a lot to start my own company uh, and also the community in that program some of them were starting their own companies so actually before joining that program i didn't know like people who started their own companies aside from the money it was very valuable from the connections exactly. and advice exactly and, and are you still in touch with most of those people ah uh, yeah so that well, that, that project manager kitano hiroaki-san is our angel investor as well oh okay yeah. When I started my first company in 98 mm. here in Japan, mm. there was no support for mm. founders. Mm. So I think really mm. the money is helpful, mm. but I, I think programs that actually provide that kind of support, ongoing advice, mm. it's far more valuable than the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I really appreciate that program a lot. You, know, you mentioned that you didn't originally want to start a company. People ask about women entrepreneurs in Japan mm. and they tend to talk about it in you know big demographic terms and look at the numbers and mm. but it's really a bunch of individual unconnected stories mm. 
Let me ask you, what attracted you to computer science as a major, and what made you decide to start a company? The reason that I went to computer science is that since I was a kid, I wanted to be a pilot. A pilot? Yeah. So I wanted to go to a, like pilot school for university, but I need to be one meter and sixty three、uh, centimeters. Okay. So like I didn't have enough. Yeah. I wasn't applicable. And you can't. Study for that. It's just <laughs> yes or no, right? I could study, but like I want to study, but like yeah. So I need to give up my dream. When I, even like when I was fifteen, so I, I could I couldn't be a pilot. So I thought probably I want to be an engineer to like develop、uh, aircraft. Okay,、like、so、rocket. an aerospace engineer. Yeah,、okay. yeah, like that. And so you just you became an entrepreneur when you you stumbled across this interesting project. Since I was、um, like junior high school student or high school student, I was totally into internet. So I was spending lots of time on the internet every day. Right. So once I started computer science, I found I can start a service by like programming. So before that, I was like just enjoying internet as a consumer. But I found probably I can be a provider. So it's、mm. same thing you were saying before. The gap between the consumers and the producers is getting yeah, smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, computer science. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, I think that's one of the best reasons to start a company. Gradually, I got interest in like making a service. Yeah, when I was a freshman and then a sophomore, junior. Yeah, I applied that program. What did your parents think? Were they supportive of your decision to go out and start a company instead of joining a prestigious Japanese firm? Actually, they want to be have a life as like Ojo-sama. Okay, so a, a proper Japanese woman. <laughs> yeah, more like that. They didn't want, want me to go to Tokyo University because this makes girls yeah difficult. To get a husband. <laughs> <laughs> again, for our overseas listeners, Tokyo University is.、Um, people say it's like Japan's Harvard, but it's actually more prestigious than that within Japan. <laughs> yeah, so they. So were, it makes it hard to get a, a husband in Japan for women who graduate from Todai. I'm against about it because、okay. in Todai the like girls ratio is very low. Uh, so I was only the girl in the department. Okay. So yeah, if you think about like demand and supply. But now, actually, there's an interesting point there. So do you think that being a woman in some ways makes it easier to start a company because、mm. you don't have the same social pressure that、mm. maybe guys do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I do not have responsibility to earn money <laughs> for family. So it made I think so, it made me like easier to start my own company. So it would be much tougher for a a firstborn son to、uh, leave school and start a company than it would yeah, be for a woman. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think my parents would much more against if my brother wanted to start his own company. Okay. Comparing with me, with so much interest in Japan now, especially college age students,、mm. almost everybody says they want to start a company. Most、mm. won't, of course. <laughs> What advice do you have for students who are thinking of starting a company? Ah,、uh, definitely. If they're thinking about starting a company, they should start their own company when they're a student. Why is that? Low、uh, risk. Because basically, they they do not have any risk. They can just like hang around, or they can like work as a like part time job, or yeah, they can start their own company. The older you get, the more difficult that you get. 
right. start a company because once you get used to get a salary, probably that、like, you would feel scared to lose that. If you get married or have kids, probably like you would feel more difficult to、so、start. There's, there's almost no better time to do it when you don't have responsibilities. You can live cheaply.、Mm, yeah,、so. and、uh, I think especially like good universities are like almost like perfect place to find a co-founder. Let me ask you what I call my my magic wand question. If I gave you a magic wand、mm. and I said you could change anything about Japan. Mm. Japanese society, educational system, the way people think about risk, anything at all,、mm. to make Japan better for startups, what would you change? I think to have more better examples as entrepreneur. So more role models. Yeah, people think that to go to like big company and to work there till they retire.、Uh. Probably like this mix. So we do not. Have enough examples, or they are like a little too far. When you say too far, what do you mean? Like the the gap is too big?、Or? Yeah, the gap is too big. I've noticed this as well. So a lot of times, for example, a university student、mm. looks at someone like Sonsan or Mikitani.、Mm. Mm. The gap is just too huge. They can't、yeah. imagine. Mm, mm. So you think it's just university students and everyone just needs to know about、mm. these thousands of other startup founders that are out there doing it? I was really lucky, so I was in the community of the government program, right? Right. And I could meet entrepreneurs who found their companies a couple years ago, so they are more like early stage. Okay. So I could see like good examples as myself. So someone just a, years later. just a few steps ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Not too far. Just can、yeah. help you. Yeah. So actually, I feel like by looking at them. Yeah, they can do it. So maybe I can do it. Actually, that makes sense. I, you know, in fact, I think you can probably learn much, much more from someone who's only a few steps ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Than you can from someone who's way, way ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. So actually, like any conference, people tend to invite those big names. Right. Yeah. Right. But if if I like meet Sonsan or Mikitani-san, like. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know the like, next action. <laughs> well, and, and also, if if you met Mikitani or Sonsan, it's been so many years、mm. since they were in your situation. Yeah, they yeah. might not remember so, what advice to give. Yeah, so it would be wonderful, and we're starting to see a much better startup community、mm. forming in Japan.、Mm. So it sounds like your your magic wand is is slowly、mm. already happening. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully more so very soon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Before we wrap up,、mm. is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. So about my product, I want to talk about. Okay. Let's yeah, talk about. Yeah. So、Tuya. after I started Tuya, I found I can almost experience someone's virtual life. Each video is much more powerful than just a photo. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Just using it. Four seconds of video doesn't sound like much, yeah, and, and it's not much really.、Mm. But it is somehow much, much more engaging than a, a still photograph. When I'm thinking about it now, we humans, I think, are kind of programmed to notice motion. Yeah.、So、do you think it's、yeah. just just that that deep human response saying, "Wait, something's moving." I'm、yeah. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, like if something is like moving, of course, like our, our eyes go to that. Yeah. Right. And、uh, yeah, so until like everything is like moving, so we feel that is like really real. 
And also, I found with a video, it is much more difficult to, to pretend something which it's not. That's true. It, it's, it's very clear what's happening. You can't get that really careful angle and everything. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So for a photo, maybe like you can try to find the like, super best angle. With a video, like, it is moving. So it is more like real. If you see my timeline, you'll see like what kind of life I'm really sending in Taiwan. Right. Like virtual life. If a lot of that interaction is that deep human reaction to movement, mm. how do people engage with the videos? So I've noticed you have, you have buttons for like very quick feedback. Yes. But do you get long discussions happening around the videos or is it more of a, a quick and it, it streams by or do people really engage and discuss them? We're encouraging users to send comments a lot. We have three quick comments buttons. They are like wow and like it and hmm. Yeah. So like you can just like tapping. We don't assume that like they should have a conversation. Wow, so where is this? Oh, this is Ginza or yeah, that kind of like very like detailed communication. They're more like quick, just but, like many. sharing an experience. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Your focus now is in Southeast Asia. Are you planning on? Oh, like we are focusing on Taiwan now. So you're planning on launching in in the U.S. or in Europe? Uh, basically, like we're just like putting it on App Store. So that you can download it. But okay. Well, hopefully a lot of people will. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> please download it, <too>, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But like Taiwan is a like, very like mixed culture as they are affected to from like Japan, of course. And of course, like mainland China, the culture is a little bit similar to Southeast Asia. So I think like Taiwan is a very like good place for like to do like test marketing first. Okay. Mm, so that is the reason that we selected Taiwan. Hey, well, listen. Thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, thank you so much really for inviting. Thank you. And we're back. I think one of the most interesting points that Miku brought up is how the difference between producer and the consumer is slowly going away. And I think to a large extent, technology has always had this effect. In print, from the mass production of paper and movable type to the industrial press, to blogs, to status updates, to Twitter. In music, from live symphonies, to the phonograph, to cheap CD duplication, to inexpensive digital recording and distribution. At each step of the way, content has become more egalitarian, but also, and necessarily, more shallow. And that's not criticism. We still have people writing books and even opera. But by definition, the more popularized a medium becomes, the simpler the messages transmitted by that medium must become. And in a sense, Cinnamon's Tuya is perhaps perfectly designed to be the most egalitarian form of video content, one that has far more in common with a casual pick than a movie. I think we'll be seeing a lot more of cinnamon in the future, and we'll probably be seeing it in little four-second bursts. If you've got a four-second story you want to share, or maybe even something a bit longer, about startups and going global, Miku and I would love to hear from you. So come by disruptingjapan.com show 044 and let us know what you think. 
And when you drop by, you'll find all the links and sites that Miku and I talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. And most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.